0: Hey, 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 family, how are you? Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ who sits on the throne looking... Low, making sure you are all good. Amen. Don't we serve an awesome God that even in all of his sovereignty and majesty, he is in the mix of everything concerning you. He deserves the honor, he deserves the praise. Worship was awesome today. Service was great today. We broke bread with Minister Kevin Kukula, who came in with standing firm on our faith. There was a few things that stood out. One of my favorite things that stood out was faith is. Is either living or dead. And we you know, coming to that journey with God. And you're trying to really because God really takes us through the windmill. Amen. He really takes us through to test our faith. And we either have living faith or we have dead faith. And we can say we believe all day, but then we're not doing what we need to do to put that faith in action. And then there's living faith where we're doing what is necessary. We're preparing ourselves and we're preparing ourselves for what we believe God to do and how we believe God to do it. And that is living faith, that your faith has an action to it. You're not just saying, I believe God and you're sitting home waiting for something fall out the sky. No, I believe God for this business. So my faith is going to have action to it. I'm going to make my faith have some life to it and I'm going to begin to prepare and I'm going to begin to maybe even go to business school or whatever it is that you need to do to prepare yourself what it is, you know, God bless you for. So there's a difference between having faith and we're sitting on our behind waiting and thinking that God is going to crack open the sky and just drop it in our lap and then have that living faith, that active faith that I'm moving and what it is that I believe God promised me. Amen. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Then he was saying how the just shall live by faith. We have all heard that message, but what he did was he says, so if the just shall live by faith without faith, how do the just live? Like as born again, believers, as sons and daughters of God, we are the just And if we don't have faith, how do we live? How do we sustain? How do we press forward? We have to believe in the word. We have to believe in the God that we serve. And then that was taking me to the other point where he said, we have to have faith in the word. Sometimes we just say, okay, I believe God, but do you believe the word? Do you believe the word as you reading it off your pages? And it's so encouraging because if the Bible says faith, Come by hearing the word and hearing the word of God. So to believe in the word, you're not just believing in words on a page. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and walked among us. So every time we read the Bible, we're reading Jesus. Amen. So you don't, you're not just having faith in a bunch of words written a few years ago. You're reading Jesus being expressed in a way in which we can understand. Amen. So you can have the confidence in knowing. So if you say you trust God, you got to trust his word. They go hand in hand because it's the same person. Jesus is the word. So not only say I believe God, but I believe your word. I have faith in your word. I have faith that by your stripes, I am healed. I have faith that all of my needs are being taken care of through your righteousness and glory. I have faith that I'm protected. I have faith that you have given your angels charge over me. When you get the word and you believe it, you have a confession, you have a declaration and you could begin to declare and decree in the atmosphere, what you believe to be true and what you have faith in. When you have faith in something, it's easier to declare it. I boldly speak and declare certain scriptures because I truly believe them with all of my heart. And I can also admit those scriptures that I kind of, you know, I have yet to see God manifest in certain areas and I'm still journeying with the Lord and I'm still expecting and exploring him. Sometimes I shy away from declaring and decreeing. Why? Because I don't have faith in that particular word. But you can't have faith in one part of the Bible and don't have faith in the other part of the Bible. And once I begin to learn that with God, that he's the same God of that scripture, he's the same God of that scripture. There's no verse that is different from the other verse that wasn't breathed by the Holy Spirit of God. They are all the word of God. And the thing is, we just haven't experienced God. In that area, that's really what it is. Maybe you experienced him as a healer, or maybe you experience him as a provider. And now you're in a season where you're being tested, and you're being pressured, and you're 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 being challenged to trust God for an unfamiliar thing going on in your life. Now you're experiencing something that you haven't experienced before, and now you're being tested. To believe God at his word about this particular situation. And that's really all that it is. And I think sometimes that the longer God, um, he makes us tarry with him. It seems like it's hard to really believe. Like, Lord, you haven't showed up yet. Lord, um, I remember, yeah, you did this for me. But why you're not showing up here? And the truth of the matter is because the same amount of energy and amount of joy and amount of peace that you had with the other thing that you've seen him showed up. You have to have that same peace and joy with this situation that seems a little harder, that seems a little more challenging. He's the same God. Amen. He's the same God. Faith should just always be the same, no matter the situation, no matter the trial, no matter the storm, we serve the same God. And we just have to put faith not only in him and in the word. So it was a blessed word today. And it was really encouraging because You know, we all need to be encouraged. So I love being fed. I love being edified. I love being strengthened in the spirit. It was so many things that he said that were really, you know, stuck with me and um, that I'm going to just, you know, meditate on and just eat up throughout the days of the week. Because, you know, these words we need to meditate on because we let them slip past us and we truly think we, we okay and we think we believe. We think we believe until we are up against something new. And that's just really what it is until we have to experience something that we have yet to see God show up yet. And then that's when our faith is really tested. It's not really we really don't need faith to do something that don't. It's not faith if we not question it. It's not faith if it's so easy. It's not faith if you don't need God. You know, is it really faith? Can we say, oh, I need to have faith for this. And it no, if I don't need God and you don't require God, you don't need faith to get up in the morning. You don't need faith to comb your hair. There's certain things that we have accustomed to that we don't need faith to do. But then there are some things in our life that without faith, like we like Lord, if you don't do this, I don't know how it's going to be done. It's out of my, it's out of my hands. It's out of my ability to do. And you have to have faith knowing that God is able to do it, even in those uncomfortable situations. So I pray that even as you hear this, that you encourage, maybe you're going through something and you have seen God show up, but now you're faced with something a little different. And now you're like, okay, well, how I do believe you Lord. And I love you Lord, but this is a little uncomfortable. And this is a little more challenging for me. Like how do you go through? And the truth is let your faith stand. Faith has a stand. And you have to stand on your faith no matter what, no matter the pressure, no matter how uncomfortable it is, that you have to let your faith stand and say, you know what? The same God that brought me out last time is going to bring me out today or going to bring me out tomorrow or going to bring me out next week or whenever you need him to show up and show out. You have to let your faith stand knowing that God, you're going to do this, that I'm going to, I believe you at your word. You are the word. You're not separate from your word. You're not going to do one thing and your word says another you and your word are one. And I'm going to stand on your word. I'm going to stand on your promises. I'm going to stand on your truth. I'm going to let my faith stand. So that would be my encouragement for you tonight to let your faith stand no matter what it is. Just bring back to your remembrance the last time you needed him and he showed up. The last time you cried out, and he showed up the last time you really humbled yourself and you went before him in prayer and he answered you. And those are the times you, I do always keep those in mind. Never let the enemy steal those moments from you. Never let him take them. We have to really meditate on those moments and bring back to our own remembrance of how good God is and how faithful God is that he, he isn't, you know, he's not like us. He's not going to say one thing and do another. He's not like us. No matter what we're experiencing with people, we have to know that we serve a God that is not man, that he should lie, nor the son of man, that he should repent, that we can trust everything that God has said, and we can trust his living word. We don't have to question it. We don't have to question him and, and just let your faith stand. Let your faith stand. And just really, like, I love writing stuff down. I'm a writer. Like, my walls just look like war room. (laughs) If it's not scriptures, I have a Lord speak to me wall. And it's when the Lord speaks to me, I write these things down. Write everything down. Write when you prayed. Write when God answers. Because you need these things to go back to. You need to have, you know, you a collection of God showing up. And I'm pretty sure if you was to get a pad and pen, even now, and you begin to write down the times that God showed up for you, you'd be surprised. Matter of fact, let's do that now. Let's get out a pad. Let's get out a notebook and let's begin to write down all of the times that you lift up your voice before heaven and your, your heavenly father answered you. He provided, he opened a door. He made a way, breakthrough. He broke some chains. He delivered, whatever it is, write it down. Write it down, all of it. Because the more you begin to write, the more you'll see, wow, God, you're faithful. Wow, God, you, you really, you do show up for me. Because in the midst of what you may be going through, the pressure sometimes clouds your mind. The pressure sometimes calls you to forget the last time God showed up, even if it was last week. <laughs> sometimes we just really worry. That's what the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, make our requests known to God by prayer and supplication. It's so important that we just trust God. Submit supplicate what it is that we need from God and just sit back and rest in him and let our faith stand on his promises. Let our faith stand on his word. I'm encouraged. And I pray that you got your note, pen and pad. And I pray that you begin to write down all the times that God truly showed up for you. And even be encouraged to write down the things that you're still waiting on God to do. Because that will give you a heart of expectancy to say, Lord, I am still waiting on you to show up. And give yourself something to petition before him. Like, Lord, I'm still waiting on you. I trust you. You said, you know, the plan that you have for me, Jeremiah 29, 11, to give me a future and a hope and expect it in. So I believe that you're going to answer this prayer and you say it with, you say it with peace, say it with joy, have that rest in you. Go to God with your faith standing, Lord, I'm going to stand on your word. You haven't answered this yet, but that don't mean you're ignoring me. It just means it's not time. It just means it's not my season. That's all you got to do. And just let faith stand. Let faith stand. But I love when I write stuff down. And I love when I see God show up and show out. And I begin to check stuff off. So cool. And it just humbles me. Like, wow, Lord, you're so awesome. Wow, Lord, you're so awesome. You did that for me. Wow, Lord, you opened that door. Wow, Lord, you did this, you did that. And I even begin to, you know, thank God for those closed doors. Or those other things that I know he is shut because he's sovereign. And we have to be okay with the closed doors. Just as much as we're okay with the open. We serve a God that loves us. Amen. So often we get so caught up on open doors that we don't praise God for the ones that he closed. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes the doors he closed are the best doors to close. We don't know. We don't know all that there is. God knows the, the ending from the beginning. All we know is the present. We can't tap into what God can see, but he sees it all. So sometimes God will close the door. It may be in the midst of what you're going through. It may not be the best thing for you in that season, but it is the best thing for you in the latter. Amen. It's better off. In the future, God knows the plan that he has for you. So if you've been up against some closed doors, you say to yourself, Lord, if this is you, I'm to humble myself to your sovereignty. You know what's best for me and worship him and worship him so he can open the right door. Because sometimes we stand and cry and bang in front of the wrong door and God loves you the tears and the crying and even praying every single night isn't going to make him open a door that he did not ordain. And the last thing we want is for him to open a permissible door. It's God's permissible will. And it's then it's God ordained will. And we want God's ordained will. We want those doors that has been divinely made for us while we were yet in our mother's womb. Amen. So we got to be okay with those closed doors. But like I said, Encourage yourself in the Lord. Begin to write down those things that he has done for you in time past. Encourage your heart to really see with your own eyes. Nobody's going to see but you. Nobody know what you've been through but you. Nobody know unless you shared it with someone. But nobody knows those things you cried out for when God showed up. Write those sensitive things down. And really have a moment with him. And then after you finish, declare and decree that I'm going to let my faith stand. That I'm not going to let my current situation hinder my faith. Because all we need is faith as small as a mustard seed. But when we let it stand and we trust in his word with all of our heart, not doubting, not in disbelief, but saying, you know what, Lord, you are your word. So I'm not, I trust you. I trust you with my life. So I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to trust you with your word and I'm going to let my faith stand and I'm going to just sit back and kick my feet up. Like I know we, I know we all, ah, even myself, even myself, I, I am longing for the day that I am going through something and I'm able to just sit back, put my hands behind my head, kick my feet up and be like, all right, Lord, you got this. (laughs) I am so waiting for that. Even now I have my moments where I'm like, ah. Okay, Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Okay, you got this. You got this. I have to really like cheer myself into it sometimes, and then I give myself a few days, and I'm like, "All right, Lord, you got it." But that initial reaction, Amen. That that first reaction to say, "Lord, you got this. I'm not worried about this. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good." To get to that place, I am—I long for. So, I know many of us have those moments where we're up against something and we really don't know what to do. When we really need God to show up and show out, and those are the moments God really want our faith to stand. Those are those moments He want us to kick our feet up and say, all right, Dad, you got this one. This is definitely out of my hand. This is out of my league. This is this is above my pay grade." <laughs> This is this is in heaven's bank account, man. I can't do this. And to really just let him have his way and just and just enjoy watching God and, and experience him show up in a new way and experience him do something that you haven't seen for the Bible says our eyes haven't seen nor have our ears heard nor have it entered into our heart the things that God has for us. So just to sit back and say, Lord, let me let my eyes behold something new. That's what he said in Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Amen. That we can sit back and say, okay, I haven't seen you do this before. And just kick your feet up. <laughs> like this ought to be interesting, Lord. <laughs> I like to see you turn this one around. I know you can do it, and I am gonna just kick back and just wait on my God to do when He what He want when He wants and how He wants to do it. And let the joy of the Lord truly be your strength. Let the joy of the Lord encourage you. Let the joy of the hope, let the joy of the Lord strengthen you and give you the hope to keep pressing, to keep going, because it's it's honestly it is not easy. It is not be it is not easy being a born-again believer in this day and age or any age for that matter, the same thing they did to the disciples. actually, I feel like we got it a lot easier than them. but still, with everything going on, social media and trying to fit in and you know all of this other stuff that we got to deal with on a daily basis, one would be lying if they said it was completely easy. and i I, I hear to say that it is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. There's a lot that you have to really like I'm I'm a woman of standard, you know, and I believe that if I'm going to call myself a woman of God, I'm going to hold myself, not another sister, not my brother in Christ. I'm going to hold myself to that standard. Amen. I'm going to hold myself to that. I am. I am accountable for myself as a woman of God and just as much God holds a standard to us. I hold the standard to myself because I want people to see him when they see me. And I want them to not judge him based on my actions or based on, you know, the words that are coming out of my mouth or how I'm performing. I, I, I hold myself to a standard. And sometimes that's not easy depending on the conditions, the situation, the atmosphere, But at all times, I make it a point and I say, no, this is who I am. And I'm going to let my faith stand as a woman of God. I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to buckle based on the majority, based on who's around me, based on the company. No, this is who I am. You love me. You don't. This is it. This is it. I am I, more afraid of God than I am of man's opinion. I'm I'm concerned about God's opinion of who I am versus man's opinion of who I am. And I'm so thankful that the Lord got me to that place in my walk with him. Cause it wasn't like that when I first started out. You know, trying to fit in and like I've been I've been saved for what? It'll be nine years in um, February yeah yay nine years so me being 39 that's 30 years of my life doing what I want how I want it when I want it and you get accustomed to a certain lifestyle so there was a lot of a lot that the Lord changed in me a lot that he had to shift and tweak and you know to not conform to not be like the masses is not easy it's not easy to shift. It's not easy to change. But I was determined. I was determined. And I, I, like I said, I I set a standard for myself. The day I gave my life to the Lord and the day I began to take on this journey and I committed myself to the journey. I committed myself to my walk with my walk with the Lord. And I said, Lord, it's, it's me and you. I want to do this. Did I fall? Yes. Yes. Did I mess up? Yes. Did I make mistakes? Yes, I did. But I was determined and I didn't let those mistakes stop me. I didn't let those mistakes hinder me. I didn't make those mistakes make me feel less than. I love that the Bible says, for we have all fallen short to the glory of God. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Those scriptures were like my foundation scriptures that helped me keep going. Like, Lord, you love me even before I made the decision to even choose you. So I know you're not going to stop loving me now. Like it was certain scriptures that I held on to. Like, you know what? He's the author and the finisher of my faith. That he's able to finish the work that he started in me. That it's not about me. It's not about my works. It's not about how I can perform, but it's about what he's already done on Calvary. So I used those scriptures and every time it got hard, I just kept praying and I kept declaring and decreeing those scriptures. Lord, you're gonna finish this. I can't finish this. You're gonna finish this in me. You're the author and the finisher of my faith. You love me before I chose you. So there were certain scriptures that I just decleed decleed. I keep saying this wrong. Declared and decreed. <laughs> but that kept me going. That kept me going with my walk with God. But I thank God that as I kept journeying with him my faith increased. And as my faith increased, I got tested beyond tested. That will shake your faith. It will shake like what you thought you knew and how strong you thought you were and what you thought you believe get tested. And I had to press past that and say, Lord, okay, I believe you. I believe your word. And then you go to the next level, Lord, I I believe you and I believe your word. And it gets more harder and then you feel more pressed and you feel more stretched because now God is doing things. He's the potter, we're the clay, and he's molding and shaping us into this perfect image. But when it's over, said and done, you're going to be a beautiful masterpiece. So I encourage you tonight to let your faith stand. That no matter where you are in your journey and in your walk with God, like whether you are a newborn again believer or you are a seasoned saint who's going through difficult storms, let your faith stand. Get your pen and paper and write down fundamental scriptures that really helps you and really encourage you with your walk with God. And let those be the word of God that you declare and decree every morning you get up. That when you're faced against opposition and the enemy is Roman like a lion, seeking whom he can devour, setting traps and snares for you, that you can have these scriptures to declare and decree. And that these, and I, I tell you as a witness, experiencing the presence of God, experience the move of God, experiencing the shift of God in my life. When you start declaring and decreeing these scriptures at the right time, at the most vital time, when you really need them, God does show up and show out. This is not the time to have a pity party. It's not the time to say, well, maybe this, this Christian thing ain't for me. No, this is the time to let faith stand, collect yourself, get around brothers and sisters that are like-minded when you're struggling in your faith. This is not the time to be around an unbeliever. It's not even um, time to be around someone that is weak in their faith too. How can two walk together? Like, it's hard to, like, if you really don't believe, how are you going to help me? You know, this is the time to really collect yourself and be around people who can really encourage you in the faith and really can edify your spirit, get to church, get the Bible study, whatever they got going on. This is a time to really get plugged in. This is the time to get plugged in. This is not the time to have a pity party, stay away from church, isolate yourself. No, that's a trick of the enemy. The minute we get tested in our faith, because we all going to get tested, we're all our faith is going to be tested. Matter of fact, our faith is tested day in and day out. It's going to get tested, but be encouraged and let your faith stand. Get around people that can encourage you, pray for you, strengthen you, lift you up. The Bible says bear one another's burden. Let the let the strong bear with the weak. And this is what I mean by you need to be with someone who who can pray you into peace, who can pray you into joy. I can't be around somebody who's struggling in their faith and I'm having trouble. That's not going to help me. That's going to put me in a deeper rut. So I have to get around my pastor. I got to get around my elders. I got to get around the ministers. That's going to encourage me. That's going to pray for me in the Lord. I've been there. I've done that. And I've tried to talk to people was like, look, well, girl, I don't know what to tell you. See, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I need somebody to tell me something like I'm coming to you. I don't want to hear. I don't know what to tell you girl, just pray about it. You know, some people just really don't know what to say. And sometimes we really need to go talk to somebody who knows how to be an outlet, who knows how to be a power source for the Holy Spirit of God. We need to be around people who are willing to be humble and be vessels for the Holy Spirit of God that can speak a right now word into your life. You, this is not the time to shy away from those type of people. This is the time to really get plugged in to the body of Christ because the end time is getting harder. It's not getting any easier. And the enemy is doing whatever he can do to distract us and to pull us away from the presence of God and make us question our faith. So let your faith stand. Collect yourself with the body of Christ. Draw closer to those that can help you with your walk. And get, get your scriptures, get your scriptures that encourage you, that really helps you to believe in who God says that he is and let them be your declaration. Faith come by hearing the word of God. We believe what we say more than what anybody else say. So the more you declare and decree the word of God over your own life, you will begin to believe it. You will begin to believe it because you're hearing yourself And you're speaking this life into existence. The word is life. The word is life. David said, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word gives me life. Your word gives me light. Your word gives me direction. Direct my path, oh God. We need to declare the word of God over our life so that we can see the light. And we know where to go. We know where to turn. We know what decisions to make. And we can let our faith stand. Amen. I love you, family. I pray that you are encouraged tonight. I pray that you begin to get your notebook, write down everything you know God has done for you. Get excited for what he's going to do and let your faith stand. Until I talk to you again, I love you. Bye-bye.